Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Here. I'm here with Heather McDonald. I don't think you need any introduction whatsoever. I think I probably do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hi. It's so great to have you here. I'm so excited. First of all, I'm a fan of your Juicy Scoop podcast. Thank you. Loved watching you on Chelsea lately Thanks. when you were back in the day. But you've done so many things. Um, and you're just a fabulous on-air personality. Oh, thank you. It's been great. I love doing the podcast. It's been really helped with my live stand-up shows, which I have a bunch of. So go to heathermcdonald.net. And you're touring, right? Yes, I have Tempe this weekend, Mm -hmm. Tempe Improv, and then the San Jose Improv the following weekend. And I also am doing some live podcast tapings, too, at San Jose on the 12th of March, and then also in Chicago at the Chicago Improv on April 2nd. It takes a smart person to be a comedian. Let's face Thank it. You. It I really does. So. I just think that you it, you can be bitchy, and that's easy. Uh-huh. You can be whatever, and that's easy. But being funny and bitchy and being funny and nice or being funny, it takes some brains. It really does. Well, it, it definitely takes a certain personality. And then when you're doing an hour, an hour, 10 minutes of stand-up or, um, you know, it, it's... It's just a, it's a gift if yeah. you have it. It's one that you have to constantly work at. And, um, you know, and it's it's worked out for me, thank God. Though okay. it's, it hasn't been an easy road, it's but not I'm happy easy. to do like, it. Making people laugh is not easy. Um, and when you're up there and you're doing your stand-up and you're, when you first started, okay, mm-hmm. being a female, an attractive female in comedy, it's like, did anybody laugh at you? Like, did you worry about that? Because people say that well, if you're yeah. attractive, no one thinks you're funny. Definitely, it was much harder back then, and I remember um, my parents saying, "Like you, sh- you know, you should be a stand-up." Like everybody has told us, funny as a kid, and I'd watch A um, and E had a show called Evening at the Improv where they'd feature a bunch of stand-ups, mm-hmm. and um, I just remember thinking, "Yeah, I would love to be a stand-up, but who would ever want to marry a female stand-up?" They just, it just oh, seemed a no man really says that. Un- unattractive <laughs> to a man. Yeah. Oh, God. No man Male comedians yeah. do great. Yeah. They sleep with every yeah. comedy waitress around and people in the audience. Yeah. And um, no, when we're out doing stand up, we're not looking, we can say whatever we want here now. Yeah. Anything? We're not looking for fresh dick. No. Like we are like, you know, doing our gig. We, <laughs> we don't want to go home with strangers because we'll be murdered. It's a whole different game. Okay. It's so different. But guys can get laid all the time being a stand up. But um, Which is weird because I would never want to actually have sex with a stand up comedian. It never would have occurred to to me like oh oh I totally see why they get laid yeah they're like they're, they're funny in control, and they're charming they're sexy yeah. people are like they're fun yeah people are loving them think about that but what I was seeing was most of the female comics I was seeing were either um 
it's really self-deprecating and they were not attractive or they're drawing attention to the fact that they weren't attractive. And um, and I was like, wow, I really want to be a mom and have kids. So how would, how would this ever work? Yeah. But then eventually, after college, I started doing it because I was like, you know what? This is what I'm meant to be doing and I have one life. And, yeah. And just go and for hopefully it. the chips will fall where they may. And um, you know, now I've been I've been married for sixteen wow. years. Wow, seventeen? No, se- oh no, sixteen and a half years. You're like something like that. Seventeen more than me, right? <laughs> um, but no, I, I um, with my husband, he he loves that I do stand up. I talk a lot about him. I talk a lot about the kids, and so it worked out. But I've had friends, <coughs> excuse me, who are female comics, and they get in relationships and. They're like, oh, I can't talk about my relationship on stage. I'm like, well, then what the hell are you yeah. going to talk about? Well, you, you have know? to pull from your own life experience, right, exactly. right? I mean, otherwise, how are you going to be funny? Like, I can't talk about what it's like to have three kids and be married 17 years because I've never had been. So right. how could I be funny about it? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, how to talk about your life. And, you know, you've had a lot of, like, I'm a fan of Juicy Scoop. Like, I love your podcast. I was listening to it the other day where you had Amy Phillips on, like, oh, my God. And love you guys her. had back and forth where you actually took on an impersonation. You were Bethany, right? I think I did Bethany and she did Ramona because she does, Ram- I mean, she does them really well. I I love doing them, too, but I love just coming up with what they're saying. So, yeah, yeah we did um, Ramona and Bethany on the famous uh, Brooklyn Bridge was it? Oh the, I don't know what bridge it was. You're but an underdog. Seeing... Nobody likes it. Yeah, and then I like the other one where you did reenactment of Scary Island with <laughs> Kelly Ben Simone. I'm gonna say something about Kelly Ben Simone. I threw a baby shower for a friend and invited ten girls there. Uh-huh. One of the girls was Kelly Ben Simone. Yes. Every single time she sees me in New York, it's like she's met me for the first time, and I don't understand it. Maybe there are certain people like that, but it's really. And I wonder. I really don't think that. I think it's people that are are very unaware. Yeah. They're they're just unaware of everything except for themselves. Because it's like obviously and I mean I personally I I, I go through life being like we've met before. That way it just covers it. Yeah. Or like, and they're like, no, we have it. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Or nice to see you. Or, yeah. you know, you don't ever say, like, I, I it was so bizarre because it's like 10 people. That's it. It's, a, it's yeah. a very intimate, 10 of us. I called, made sure, and like, I'll see her again. And she'll be like, hi. I'm like, the doctor? Oh, and there's no idea. So, but the whole scary island thing that takes extra special meaning for me because of that. Because I'm like, she probably really doesn't know. Like, so hearing you and Amy do it was hilarious. And then when it was like, um, no, because you're. Like hair, hair and, I'm and I'm up hair. hair. <laughs> I know that was like the Bethany's like. Um, what are you talking about? Why, what do you what, mean I'm here? Like, oh, like, we can't, we can't be on living. Yeah. living oh. Can't be on the same playing field. Like, what, what the hell does that mean? What is it? What do you even care about that? I know, but this is when Bethany like was the underdog and everybody uh, rooted for her. Absolutely. And now Bethany is like, look, but don't touch. Oh, and do not come any closer because I'm a star. You know. Yes. But you know, whatever. She's worked Good her ass her. off, and I'm, I'm not going to hate on that because I would don't love ever to be ca- that. don't ever get her off the show. She's I so, think she's the best TV. Oh, the best! She's oh my so god, ridiculous and awful. I, I want to know who writes. Like, I know that this is not scripted, but right. the stuff that comes out her mouth, like, well, I think you know, she. I actually met her mm-hmm. because she came up to me at this bar in Santa Monica called Rebecca's. Oh no! And Were she's you like, "You're really funny. I think I saw you at the Groundlings. You're really funny." I want to, and so we start talking, and I guess. She t- she had taken a couple classes at the Groundlings, oh. which is a sketch and improv um, oh. class from Michael McDonald, who is also a friend of mine. He's a you'd recognize him. He's a writer director mm-hmm. and spent in a million things. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so she, you know, was an aspiring actress, was, you know, knew she had a comedic edge. I don't know if she wanted to be a stand-up, but she definitely knew comedy. And so it's really perfect for her. It's perfect for because her. Because she's herself, and then she she does have a great, great one-liners. You know how they say reality TV is you have to speak what you're thinking? Right. She does that. Or uh-uh. as she does it, at least appears that she does it. Like whatever yeah. it, she you were thinking, or she says it, and it's like that biting, cutting. So she's brilliant. Don't ever kick her off, um, never, ever. But you know that whole that we we talked about. So I was listening to you and Amy Phillips, and I'm just at, at one point I couldn't tell who was you and who was her because it was oh, such good. a. I'm like, which one's who? But it was so fun. Good. So I love it. How long? How did you start podcasting? Like, how did that happen for you? For with the podcasting, um, I actually kind of was like. I after Chelsea Lately ended, I did this other show, and we only did six episodes. And when it wasn't going to be picked up, I kind of told my people, "I'm like, I guess it's time for a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of felt like wah, everyone's wah. got one. I know. So I was actually really surprised that it was like the success of my career. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. I know how much I cared about it. How much. Um, response I got from it and how it's become like a real business and an income and everything else. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of why I just thought, well, you know, going from a job where I wrote and produced Chelsea Lately for seven years and went to a a specific place every day and got up and had coffee. And I kind of was like, well, at least on Mondays, I'll tape a show. And, you know, that'll get me something to focus on and figure out. And so... um, but no, then I really liked it. Now I have it twice twice a week. And, and yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like when you say everybody has a podcast, like, I feel like I felt the same way. Like, oh yeah, everybody has a podcast. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but this is like, I feel like I didn't realize how much I loved it. Like God bless everybody has one, but right. I love it. I love well, it talking to people. Matter. What, that's what I say is so great about this time yeah. of of life that we live in mm-hmm. because it's not like, well, there can only be four ABC sitcoms because yeah. we only have this one slot on a Wednesday night. It's like, no, there can be 350 million trillion podcasts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The good ones will do well and the other ones three people will listen to, but at least three people are listening. Exactly. So who cares? I know. And and it's funny because I don't think you realize how like the, the beauty of it is when you do TV, there's so much that is out of your control. When mm-hmm. you're on a podcast, it's like me and you just talking. And right, we can exactly. talk about whatever. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Seven years of writing and producing Chelsea lately. Yeah. How what was that like? It was really great. It was, it was just an awesome mm-hmm. time of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunity came up and um, I knew it would be a, f- a full-time job. Yeah. And my youngest son was like a year and a half at the time. And then I had my stepdaughter who was like seven and my other son who was um, like four. And uh, and I'd always worked. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, always going out for acting jobs and doing real estate. I that was my real estate it was like my my go to like mm-hmm. money maker. And then, um, but I was I didn't wasn't going to a place every day where I'd be yeah. gone and have Very a commute. Structured. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And um, but when I heard like Chelsea was going to do the show, I just I loved her comedy and I knew it was E and it was pop culture and it's like everything I know. It's like yeah. I don't want to work on a. A talk show on ESPN. Right. I don't know about that, but my right. God, I've had a subscription to people since I was seven, and I'm not kidding. Like wow. my dad sent it to USC, came every Saturday. 
I like this stuff. Yeah. This is my thing. So, um, so then when the opportunity came up, I was like, okay, so it's for 13 weeks. And then it, once it gets canceled or doesn't come back, yeah. well, then I'll just let the nanny go or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's and what then, you thought. Here yeah, you are, seven Yeah. And then later. it went, it totally, it was great. And I, I mean, I really, really loved it. I loved the collaboration with the other writers and panelists. I loved, um, you know, I opened for her. It really yeah. it made me get to a level that I could be a headliner. It provided me the opportunity to sell two books that I wrote. So it was a great experience. And it's a great platform for your career and learning and being mm-hmm. around people that can bring you up to the next level. And that's a great thing for your resume. But I remember like that last year with what happened where you were being interviewed on a podcast and you'd said something and it went from there. With Chelsea, basically, with what happened was, you know, jobs end and shows end, yeah. and we were not in touch, and you know, essentially, you know, the friendship had kind of ended, yeah. And um, but th- that's life, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's not how I run my life. My mm-hmm. best friends mm-hmm. that I talk to every day, I one I met at six, and one I met at fourteen. Wow! So it's like they still I, like you, huh? I am <laughs> someone who keeps a lifetime of friendship. Yeah, but um. That's not how it works with her. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what she wants. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, respect that. So a year and a half or so had gone by since the show had ended. And um, and I actually, when I was driving to go to be a guest on this podcast, which was Theo Vaughn's podcast, I turned on my car and it was, and Chelsea was on a serious show. And oh. one of the things they said was, because her new show was coming on Netflix, and they said, um... And how is everything? You know, and she's like, well, it's great. You know, a lot of things ended since the show. A lot of business relationships and personal relationships have ended. I'm good. I'm happy to have this fresh start. My therapist says it's fine or whatever. Okay. That was, was interesting. Like, well, that's that kind of interesting. On, yeah. But I was like, okay. And then I'm like, so it was funny because I literally was like, all right, you yeah. know what? She's good. I'm good. It's all and good. I kind of had this thing like, ah. then I go to do this podcast and they start asking me honest questions. Yeah. And so I honestly answered. Yeah. And I said, um, they, the, someone, Theo said, I felt like um, people were afraid when I did the one episode there. And I go, look, I'm afraid every day because I'm this Catholic schoolgirl. I'm constantly afraid that I'm going to get in trouble or get fired. And that's just the way I've lived my life. Um, you know, my know. my 14-year-old son is not afraid of shit, you yeah. know? But yeah. me, yeah. as, you know... It's like that's guilt. Yeah, it's yeah. just something, it's just my makeup. And being in Hollywood, I think a lot of people fear that is this Friday the day you're going to be let go, especially when it's a job you love. Yeah. So I was just being extremely honest about my own insecurities. And a deprecating I think, too. Yeah, self-deprecating, yeah. being really honest about my own insecurities and, and shared it. And then, and then the rest of the podcast, I said really great things about her, yeah. and I'm like... You know, I couldn't, you know, hey, I lasted seven years, blah, yeah. blah. This, all great stuff. It was fine. But then, like, several weeks had gone by. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, did that podcast ever air, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'd been on a lot and I hadn't even gotten one tweet from it. So I'd be like, yeah. whatever. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's coming. It's great. It's coming. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. So now it's, I taped it, like, early December. Now it's, like, mid-January. And I'm in Denver and my, I'm buying a coat. I'm doing stand-up that night. And my phone's just going crazy. Oh, no. And they sent a sound clip of like, you know. 20 seconds. 20 seconds yeah. from an hour-long podcast to TMZ, Ooh. who then made a whole headline out of it. 
And the podcast was not available to be listened to for another five days. <gasps> so it was only so about just that floating clip. out there, and the line was. Heather McDonald says, I feared for my life from yes. Chelsea Handler, which is not true. That was not what it was. Of course, I wasn't afraid like she was going to murder me. Like, yeah. it was so stupid. Oh. And the way they wrote it is like, oh, my God, I was getting so much hate. And I didn't even know how to explain it. So I'm like, well, hopefully they'll just get buried. Something else will happen. I didn't address it. Yeah. And, you know, if it was today... When this happens now, and it's not that long ago, but like the thing to do is to do that live Facebook yeah. right away and film oh, something and yeah. go, this, you know, this, is this crazy. isn't true. Or I mean, I didn't mean this or, yeah. you know, but I just, I was just like, I just want it to go away. You so I'm not responding at all. And then Tuesday morning, I wake up at like 6 a.m. and I listen to it. Now it's finally available. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't bad at all. I knew I didn't say anything bad. Yeah. I can't believe I hadn't slept and lost seven pounds. Oh. So I'm like. That late, a couple hours later, I'm driving to work, and I turn on Howard Stern. And she's on there, and she's on there, and he brings it up, and she is just she furious. Tore, she tore into, tore into me, said, and then proceeded to say, "Well, I should have fired her because she was selling stories to the tabloids about me for years." Wow. And I was just, I remember exactly where I was when I was driving, and I was like, "So what? were you?" Never. <laughs> That's what was the craziest thing. Because so that I was like, you know, my husband was like, well, God, let's research. I mean, even my best friends were like, are you sure you never said something to somebody or did something? I'm like, no, I absolutely, I certainly was never compensated for anything. I never talked about her. There was not one secret. Mm -hmm. There, I do not have one secret of Chelsea Handler's that she did not tell on the show. Right. Or in her books or on her stand-up. You know everything. Mm -hmm. What am I going to say? That she claims to be lactose intolerance but i saw her drink a milk Ooh. i mean there's nothing you New know she talks about right the now. fact that she yeah. drinks and recreational yeah. pills and whatever so it's like what am i gonna say right. you know and that's a good point and she, yeah. the thing is she was never in the magazines nor was i right so you're saying the you're only never times on i was in the magazines was like a tiny little blurb about my book or maybe something with after lately or there was never like a scandalous thing in the magazines. And in fact, we went and we searched it because mm -hmm. I'm like, is there any story out there that could somehow be linked back Towards to you. me? Like, oh, a writer on the, you know, nothing. Nobody could find a thing. The only thing that popped up were her naked Instagram photos that she had posted herself. Gotcha. That was the only thing that was in so Us you Weekly. did not leak those photos. <laughs> no, that was the only thing in Us Weekly. So... You know, more time went on yeah. and the talk talked about it. And they said, why wouldn't she just quit her job? And they made it like their like their you. their thing was, have you ever been betrayed by a friend oh, that God. I had betrayed her? And you were the betrayer. I was the betrayer. And the talk oh. is talking like this. And I'm like, it never happened. I'm sitting in my bed, oh. like screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like. And um, then I went on my podcast and I. I explained it and the hardcore fans of mine that bothered to listen to the whole Theo Fawn thing yeah. and listen to mine and put two and two together and have been listening to me for a year and a half yeah. know I'm the most truthful person. There's like nothing. Honestly, because of it, it took a long time for me to see the good in it because yeah. it absolutely kept me from working. People totally believed it. They did not want me in the writer's room. You know, it, you know, it only takes one person to say no in this town. Yeah. You absolutely can be banned and blackballed and everything else. And um, but I, it, I basically was like, well, if no one else is going to hire me, I have to. I really have to create my own job now. And it yeah. made me really work actually harder on the podcast, be that much more forthcoming and honest about my own life, 
And so in the end, I'm I'm grateful. But yeah. I will, to the day I die, never sold stories. I don't know why she said it. It was extremely career debilitating, extremely bad. It, and um, Just like a mean thing to do. It's like payback or something. But the, You know, did someone put it in her ear as she walked in there? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's around her. Yeah. Someone may have fed it to her. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe someone fed it to her four years ago and she believed it this whole time. I don't know the truth. I just know, I don't know the truth. I don't know her truth. Mm-hmm. I just know my truth is that I never did it. You and know? it's too bad that there's like a conversation never happened after that. Like you weren't able to talk to her after the Well, podcast. after I, a couple weeks later, she sent like a, just a short text of like, hey, now I understand things were taken out of context. Oh, that's good. And, you know, I'm okay on my end. And I just, I kind of wanted to say, okay, but why'd you say those things? Yeah, I yeah. want you to know I never did it. Yeah. But at the time, I just was like, I want to put it to rest. You and wanted I just, to heal. Yeah, I just wrote, hey, the whole thing was really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck with your new show. Yeah. And like, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave it to a back and yeah, forth thing. I, I didn't want to like get into anything. No. You know, I'm so and that's smart. And yeah, I'm grateful. I'm extremely grateful to her. Always will be. Mm-hmm. I wish her the best. But I mean, I I was like, now I get what 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 it must have been like to be Richard Gere. Oh my God, when the rumor of like the gerbil up your ass came Wait, up, so that didn't actually happen. <laughs> you know where that rumor came from? I, he can never live that down for the rest of his life. No, now, where did that rumor come from? I don't. I still don't know. I know. And is that going to be me? And the thing no. is, because in my juicy scoop, I like the tabloids and I talk about them and I read them and I enjoy them and I also make up my own what I actually think happened, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. And so I was like, God, I I hope people don't really think that I'm in bed with them, like I, that I'm actually making money from yeah, them. Because I don't I'm not. think so because I, the difference between Richard Gere's gerbil days. <laughs> well, and, let's tell the kids with the gerbil stories. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know if the kids know. Okay, kids. Evidently, so, yeah, this, you go. I remember where I was when I heard it. I don't okay. really remember where I was. My friend's father was a doctor. She called me and she said, oh my God, you know, my dad, someone that knows my dad that works in the hospital said that Richard Gere came into the ER with a gerbil <laughs> up his ass. And that's like a gay thing to do is to have a gerbil crawl Gerbling. up your I'll crawl up your anus and then just like go crazy and start to like furrow in there. And that's supposed to be an amazing thing. Oh, God. Everybody had a story like that. I knew a nurse who a doctor, blah, blah, blah. It was crazy. You're right. Because it always came from somebody that knew somebody in the hospital. Yes. That's yes. right. And no then, matter what city you lived in in America. Exactly. Somebody you knew knew somebody in the hospital. And then, um, but I, I heard many years later from some source that mm-hmm. seemed pretty reliable is Apparently, like they went back to patient zero, like uh-huh. who actually started it. Uh-huh. And it was um, a gay couple at a restaurant saw him and Cindy Crawford out and they wanted whatever they wanted. They felt that that he brushed them off, yeah. whether it was a photo or whatever, they thought he was rude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I guess he, <laughs> he has a gerbil of his ass. And then so it kind there? of got started oh and it just God. was like the rumor mill it's of like all rumors. It's a very famous rumor. But it's crazy that that's how it happens. So and just what be can nice to everyone that wants to take photos with you. They'll make stories about things up your butthole. That would be terrible. I mean, I think now, hopefully, because of that, people are a little bit like, no, wait. No. But in, no, I wait remember a there was like another story growing up that like they found a uh, sperm in in Rod Stewart's stomach because he'd blown so many people, which also doesn't make it's just scientifically not true, right? You're a doctor. Right. That yeah. You couldn't find sperm in someone's no. stomach. You would have digested it Yeah, correctly. I feel like that sperm would be dead on contact with the stomach acids. But, but I had heard but about somebody would, else. I feel like it was like 
David Bowie or something. I don't remember, but it was like some rock star. Was it Rod Stewart? I See, don't they're remember. all gay rumors, which yeah. now nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like, but so. that was quite scandalous. You'd go, yeah. what? Like, why is, no, but I remember hearing that thinking, why would there be sperm in the stomach? Because I didn't like have a clue because I was so like, whatever. And they're like, duh. I'm like, oh, sorry. But um, I think that the difference between like, <laughs> I was like, I get it. Now, it took me a second. I was very innocent. Life changed me. Right. Um, but I didn't understand. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, tab. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But like nowadays, the reason I don't think that that stuff can last is because we're always talking. Like, you're on your podcast. I'm right. on Facebook Live. We're tweeting. Thank we're, God. We're taking accountability. We're talking about it. We're almost talking it out of existence. Whereas those celebrities, they were never, ever social media savvy or, or even around social media. And like, like what I said, when I, my initial thought was to like go right to like. You know, remember when um, uh, Kelly Osborne said a, a statement about what's Donald Trump going to do if he gets rid of all the Mexican immigrants? Who's going to clean his toilet? Oh, and yeah. that became a big thing with yeah. they were very offended by that. And then she's like, oh, I clean my own toilets. And, yeah. and um, but she took like a right to her Facebook page and wrote a long apology. And, yeah. I believe that kind of statement sort of it probably has lingered with her a little bit yeah. as just not the most intelligent thing to say. Right. I felt like somebody was probably doing her makeup and fed it to her and she thought it was kind of funny yeah, and didn't and think about the whole long story. But now it's like everything you say, you come kind of go, okay, wait, I think that's funny, but how could that be misinterpreted? Who could be you offended? Think about what you're yeah, you kind of have to go through that. And I went through that stage a long time and now I'm just like, Fuck whatever. It. Well, that's why somebody like Joan Rivers was genius because oh, totally. she could say whatever she wanted. And she said some crazy, crazy things. And it was just like, I'm reading the book right now that's uh, like Last Girl Before the Highway or something or something. It's a. Uh, you know, uh, this woman wrote it about her. It's not oh. an autobi- It's not an autobiography. It's a biography, right? Biography, right? And so, um, and it's really good because Is she it? took she took stuff from Joan's own books that she's written over the years to interviews and and put that it's out very there. complimentary, but it's also really honest too. You know, there's some things that you know there were people that didn't like her, and those people were interviewed and. Um, I mean, I absolutely adore her, and I thought she she absolutely was an inspiration to me. The reason I adore her was because she said something once that really stayed with me. I was going through some crap. You know, we all go through those days yes. where you're just like, oh, wah, wah, there's a rope. Do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do I hang myself kind of days? And she said something um, in an interview that, you know what? Humor makes every problem smaller. Right. And I think that's how she lived her life. So it Definitely. didn't matter if you agreed with her humor or if you didn't agree. Somebody, it makes whatever issue, whatever problems smaller. Like, how are we dealing with this election right now with everything? A lot of it is humor. Right. Saturday Night Live, making fun of it is making it tolerable for a lot of people. Right. And I think that's why she was, she just did whatever. And I think we've become so worried about what we're saying that things are not funny anymore. Or right. you're not funny or you don't feel comfortable. Or you just have to go, okay. But like, um, there are some bad humor out there yeah, for and I, sure. And I liked that with Fashion Police, like I love that she would mm-hmm. say the harsh stuff. And I think when you're out on a red carpet right. and this is your business, God, you gotta, you should be, you should know that not, you, not everyone's going to tell you you look beautiful every time. If she is, yeah. You can. I should be allowed to say that wasn't my favorite dress. You could do better. Yeah. You and know? a lot of people got upset because they're like, "Oh, it should be empowering." I'm like, "No, it's fashion. It's okay because it's not that big a deal. It's it's the clothes that they're wearing. Speaking they can take of, it off." Okay, so speaking mm-hmm. of the Oscar fashions. Oh, okay. Who is? Because I'm horrible with names. 
Who is the beautiful Indian actress? Oh, Priyanka. Priyanka. Yeah. Okay. You She's saw her pretty dress. Badass. Yeah. Okay. So the dress from the front. Yeah. It wasn't good from the side. Exactly. Was, yeah, it was all smushed up on the it side. It was yeah. I, what I call a vagina armpit. Yeah. A double a labia. Vagine armpit. Absolutely. Yes. Triple, it, triple labia, in fact. It was really. It was intense. Yeah. And. And actually, when we went through, my son goes, what is that? It's like know. a piece of cardboard's pushed up against yeah, her boobs. Yeah. Like, I got that it was, she was going for like a chic look. From mm-hmm. the front, it looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It just, I was, okay, not in love with it. Not in love. No, so, I agree. I talked about it on my podcast, and I'm like, it's a really, in, it's a really intense vagina armpit that this <laughs> piece of cardboard's doing. Yeah. It's and, like a fupa. Right. Yeah. And I posted it, because I said I would, and then... You know, it just took like two people to be like, really, Heather? And then I'm like, all right. Yeah. I did take it down because I'm yeah. like, it's not the greatest joke. And yeah. it's a joke at someone's expense, yeah. whether that's the stylist, the designers or her armpit. Yeah. So I was like, or all of the above or all of the above. I thought, but it was, I do yeah. think when you when you go on those carpets, you got to have be ready for you someone to say ready. stuff, you know, listen. I don't understand what the big deal... Okay, there's one thing if you're saying something like that, which is kind of funny. And you know yeah. what? I feel like... I don't know Priyanka, but I feel like she probably has a really good sense of humor and she probably was like, aha, I see what they mean. Because there'll be, there'll be times where I'll wear an outfit and be like, okay, camel... T- it's funny. Yes, exactly. Like, I have... I There's shirts and bras and stuff that give you a vagina yeah. armpit. There's other ones that don't. You know, and you know? I, I think it, it, if you're making fun of my clothes, that's yeah. fine. I can take them off and wear something else right. and maybe never wear a dress that gives me a vagina armpit ever again the rest of my life. Yeah, it's not that serious, you know. Um, but I do like speaking of fashion police. Somebody like Joan Rivers can say whatever she wants, right? And then Juliana made that one comment. That I feel like I ended the so, show. I, I feel felt like the show would do pretty the much show ended that. because of that, and I will not end it. But well, I, it you know was, what I mean. It was yeah, and I really felt badly because that's not her joke. No, but also here's the thing. I remember I was doing some little interview that day mm-hmm. and I hadn't heard the news and they said, oh, what do you think about this Juliana Rancic thing? I go, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, she said that Zelda Zendaya, Zendaya her um, hair must have smelled like patchouli. patchouli and weed. And my immediate thought was, my immediate thought mm-hmm. was, oh, she's an 18-year-old Disney actress. She must be upset because she's being associated with smoking weed. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's As a white woman, first, yeah. it never occurred to me that that was a diss on African-American hair. It never occurred to me. No. And, but she had the dreads, mm-hmm. and so it reminded you of something you would see maybe at Venice Beach. Yeah. And they do smell like petroleum weed. Yeah. And that's where the writer came up with it. And she said it, and everybody saw it. And Five people edited it. Nobody thought that someone would freak the f out yeah. over it. And if I was working on that show, yeah, I would have maybe I would have said, "Was well, she going to be offended because she's like anti pot?" Like honestly, yeah, that's I was. So that's always my story in that. And then I was like, I absolutely one hundred percent believe Juliana had absolutely no. No clue. No racist bone in her body. No, no trying to. I mean, then it gets no. all into this whole other I know. thing. It's you know, really what happened to her was really, really. Yeah, sucked. and then yeah, and then um, Kelly Osbourne gets pissed. Used off. it as yeah. an opportunity to be like, I can't even be on the show anymore. Yeah. And then Kathy Griffin's like, Well, I don't want to be. Either. <laughs> so they everybody and, left. I mean, now now they just do the the the, the you know the main events, and I think they have a good crew on. 
Of course, I'd like to be on it. But I think you would be amazing on it. I, I mean, mean, I, I would have. I, well, I wouldn't like. Hey, I'll talk about your vagina armpit. Yeah, I don't like, care. I, I have because, a story already. But you and know, Joan, I had my opinions of what I thought of the, sh- the dresses and stuff. You, but, know? you know, Joan could say whatever she wants. Juliana said what she said, and then like I felt like this is the other thing. She apologized for it way too much. Like she said the apology, but I felt like she had to keep apologizing. Well, and I think that wasn't I necessary. Think that she was truly hurt mm-hmm. because I think someone like Juliana. And when I got it with people attacking me mm-hmm. during, you know, saying, how could you say that you were afraid? You should have quit, you loser. No one would even know who you were without her, with your chipmunk face. And oh, I mean, it was really mean. And prior to that, in all my social media life, I got very little negative. And when you get, there's some people that get it all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're that Milo guy, you get it all the time. Yeah. You, oh my or God. Ann Coulter. And, yeah. And you love it. Like yeah. you almost live off of it. It's fine. But when you, and I assume someone like Juliana, who's been always very pleasant to the stars and, you know. She's professional. Uh, married to a cute guy. And yeah. So I bet prior to this, she got like no hate. Never. And so I think that she was so devastated by the hate yeah. that it was she was compelled to try to convince people that what she, I'm saying is yeah. that I didn't mean to hurt this girl. I'm not being a racist person. Absolutely. I agree with and, 100%. And I, like you, thought that it was the association with weed. I really was really, <laughs> really, not, I really was like thinking to myself, oh, that kind of is harsh to an 18-year-old girl with weed. I get it. She's a Disney girl. That's it. That's all I thought. And I don't, and I don't blame uh, African-American people to be offended by right. it because it. I see that it was offended, but yes. I also think because I haven't lived Absolutely. As a black woman, I saw it as a different way. Yes. And so, but you this, know. The part that I, I also think is like, it's not like Juliana said that off the cuff. Somebody wrote that joke for her. She said it. And like you said, said, it got edited. It got this. It got that. Nobody, nobody said anything. Take it out. And then when it finally was released and she got no all one this had her backlash. Back. Nobody had her back. No. It was like she was out there by herself standing there. And even the network and the other people. And then on top of it, her co-stars were like, well, I can't work with her. And they left. It was really tough to see that because that sucks. Well, I mean, at least she's still doing it. She, you know, yeah, still has her cute family yeah. and, you know, and, you know, is doing is doing fine. But, yeah, I think that that will be, that's up there with the gerbils, you that's know. That's up there with the gerbils. <laughs> it's pretty bad, you know. And Everybody it's not has a gerbil fair. story, right? You um, know, and I'm sure those yeah. people that, that wrote her the most vicious things yeah. never think about it. No. You know, they no, never they think don't. about they what don't. I think sometimes when, you know, I I respect that in this day and age, if we're going to use social media to further our careers, mm-hmm. that the person at home gets to write whatever they want yeah. as well. But, you know, they have to also know that, yeah, that, you know, I don't care how rich and famous the person is. The, the words can be hurtful yeah. for sure. Absolutely, you know? and it's funny because you talk about this Milo guy. Um, he had man. He was the one that said all that hateful stuff about Leslie Jones. Oh um, yes, about the uh-huh. Ghostbusters thing. And then he was on Bill Maher the other day. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. And did you hear what he said about that? Um, I think that I look at somebody like Leslie Jones and I think of her because she's a New York, New York um, Saturday Night Live girl. Mm-hmm. I don't look at her as like an A-list celebrity. I look at her as like a regular person. And I don't know why. Maybe that's me. But he referred to her as like, oh, please. You're, you mean to tell me that some A-list celebrity is sitting in her mansion worried about what I said about her? And I look at it like you're dehumanizing her when you say that. Right. Because even if she was those things. 
Um, I don't know if she is. She's still but a human being. But an A-lister being. is upset too. Yeah, A-listers have feelings, <laughs> just like Z-listers, like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, everybody. Yeah. I think there are people that have that have been taught to have the blinders on. Like mm-hmm. I truly believe the Kardashians are successful as they are. Because when when it started, it was like, put your blinders on like Mm -hmm. you're a horse in a race Mm -hmm. and focus on your stuff. They still get hurt. And sometimes Chloe will be like, F off, you know, and like, but for the most part, they're a great example of like, you put yourself out there. Yeah. You've got 4,000 comments on a photo. Okay. At least... 3,200 are going to be like, you are gorgeous. I love you. Please, please follow me. Okay. Maybe 18 will be like, you're a horse slut. I hate you. Why'd you get your lips done? You're You're still only famous for sex tape. But (laughs) so you, and it's sad because they probably don't read them Mm -hmm. because they're going to read six beautiful ones. And then ones that's going to make them give a, have a stomach ache or or my, you know, so it's like, I, I'm thank God the people that follow me, it's very complimentary. Yeah. But when you're more of a polarizing figure and mm-hmm. a bigger figure, the larger figure you get, the more there's going to be that people say but mean You things. know what else is really interesting, too? Have you ever read the comments on like some of these? Like I sometimes will be fascinated yes. about how people commenting will start attacking each yes, other. Yes, when they get in a fight with like each other. Other people fighting like, yeah. you're a horse face bitch, da, da. And then, well, you are. And like, Why are you on her page if you hate her this much? Yeah, like look at your Why are picture? you on her page, yeah. you loser? Yeah. And then they like, go, then the one person goes and researches the uh, other person and, looks at their and photo. is like, really? Yeah. I can't believe really? you're a mom of four. You know, yeah, talk yeah. this way. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't even, like, you're private. People who are private shouldn't be on here. And it's nuts. And they'll make fun Why of Why are you photos. a nurse if you're so heavy? It's like, yeah. oh, geez. Yeah. How you, far have you gone into yeah. my Facebook page? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice cake at your son's bar mitzvah three years ago. Like, it's that deep. So it's just crazy. They get in the fights with each other. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is fascinating. Like, this yeah. is why I don't sleep at night. Because instead of sleeping, I read Kim Kardashian's comments on her page. Yeah. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Um, I actually did an interview um, about Kim Kardashian and plastic surgery, and uh-huh. I was giving just a comment. It wasn't a bad one, it was, but it, it did really well enough for Press Hilton to pick up on it. So, uh-huh. um, and what I talked did you about. Say? I thought how she had about two hundred thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery after North was born because. Mm-hmm. And um, her rep came back saying that it was untrue. And I'm like, oh, it's probably because it was 300000 I lowballed it. But um, it's not. It's it's the truth. Like, she has the money. She can get work done. And I'm all for it. She's a public figure. Don't criticize her for it till you lived her in her shoes. Right. But the comments that people gave um, was fascinating to me. Um, they most, were angry at you? Yes. Uh-huh. They were pissed. And they were like commenting on my face, my appearance, my plastic surgery, or like whatever. And um I thought it was hilarious because if I were a sensitive person, it it did bite a little bit. How can it not? But at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Like, I'm just delivering this. And because I put myself out there, people were attacking me. And um, then I thought, well, at least they're reading it, you know. It's, yeah. But it's baffling. like, And that's a 2% of what this woman gets on a day-to-day basis. Right. Exactly. You know? It's crazy. So, um, Which I'm, is probably why she, you know, does what she does. And yeah. 
and really can't be concerned with it anymore besides her, yeah. you know, immediate family. Well, and but, I, I, you know, all social media is good social media. Even though, even though the same people that are criticizing you are still following you. Why? Yeah. If you don't like someone, why do you follow them? It's weird. Right. Well, it's like I'm always fascinated because um, with the way the world is now, it's like the complete opposite of when I grew up in that the worst thing that a fellow girlfriend at high school could call you is conceited. Mm-hmm. And now everybody is conceited. Mm -hmm. And it's great to be conceited. And Kim had a book called Selfish. You embrace it. You take a million selfies. You see people taking photos of themselves. They're not embarrassed that they took 25 before they decided on the one. Yeah, in in public. Yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) wow, that's just so, you know, I'm always like, do kids even know what that word is or whatever? But it was like, you're so conceited. You think you're going to be a model? Yeah. You know, and it's like, (laughs) oh, okay. You know, like, remember that? Like, bitchy girls saying that? I was like, stuck up. People thought I was stuck up. And I'm like, I'm just shy and fuck off. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, Oh my God. Her with her flipping her hair. God. That hair. I remember I didn't, I was in a play and I had to play one of the Indians in Peter Pan. Mm. So we had to put like the darker makeup on us. Oh, my God. How awful. Like old school Hollywood where oh white people God. were playing Indians. Oh, my God. And so I'm like putting on the makeup. And and I guess this face I was giving when I put on my makeup, which I still do, like where I'm like doing the eyes. And you know, <laughs> this girl goes, Ugh, I can't stand that girl with that freaking face that she does when she does her makeup. You know, want to smash her face oh in. Oh, my God. About you? Yeah. And then my sister was in the play, too. And then my sister's like, that's my sister, you know? Oh and the girl God. was like, oh. But then my sister really didn't defend me. She's like, yeah, she does do that annoying face. Oh, my but God. Like, Thanks, I, sister. Throw me under the bus. But to this day, I still do the annoying face. But it was like that kind of thing of just like yeah. the bitchy mean girls or like that lied and mean girl. Wait, you think you're really pretty, right? Yeah. No, that means you think you're pretty. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like... Even that feels a little dated, yeah. that movie, because I know. everybody- There's no social media in that movie. Right, and everybody is about like tooting their own horn. And, and Are you kidding me? Like One of the biggest rising um, groups is, uh, is these, not even millennials, younger. I don't right? know what they're called. Are uh-huh. they like Z or something? I don't even know what they're called. They're getting surgical procedures done so that they can be more popular on Instagram. Meanwhile, you know, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, they probably have to scrounge. I have a patient who works in a Halloween superstore. Yeah. 10 bucks an hour to pay for her Botox. And she's like 18 years old. Now, what would the Botox do to an 18 year old? Like, rise well, she their gets brows? a lot of stuff done. I, um, she gets her lips done and things like that. But, you know, she's doing it because. What is she doing? Lips and cheeks? Yeah. And um, I, I had to stop because it was just getting ridiculous. But they'll go find somebody else. And my point is that they're. they're so she what, started to come to you? Started to come to me. And I took her and I sat her down. And I'm like, listen. You are starting to become that girl that everybody's making fun of. And then I realized that girl kind of doesn't exist because there's somebody out there that always loves this stuff. You know, like people do this for social media attention. Yeah. And there's a whole group of people out there who are young, 15, 16, 17, 18, that are loving this and trying to be that. And, you know, in, in when I went to school, when you went home on a Friday... Or went home on the end of the, any school day. You didn't have to deal with social media taunting you till the next time you were in school. You had a little bit of a break. Yeah. And now it's like 24-7. You're not dealing with other people in your school. You're dealing with people from all over the world that you have to compete with. It's, See, that's why I'm, both my kids go to um, single-sex schools yeah. now. Well, yeah. hopefully my son will go to the all-boy high school. Yeah. But it's you like... Think that helps? Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. I mean, the guys were even talking about it. They're like, you know, we, hey, we've got girls. They're texting us. But for eight hours, you we can't, can't text, text back. back. We can't see them. We can't see. get in a fight. We can't say that's not what I meant. 
we can't, you know, get our hurt, uh, you know, have somebody break up with us before a a major U.S. history test Mm -hmm. in the hall. Like, it's just, and then, you know, you can't have your phone during uh, during the classes, during the school hours. So, yeah, I mean, I think all that matters because sometimes you just got to, like, put it away, you know? I think that's a good idea for all schools, not to have your phone. I don't know what it's like. I think every school has a different type of rule. Mm -hmm. You can take it at lunch, but you can't have it in the class. You have to have it off or whatever. Yeah. Um, No, I don't think any school's allowing them to have it out while they're at school, but still you could check in the bathroom and and things like that. You can do it while you're outside of class. Yeah, but you're not, you know. So, I, I yeah, it's like... It's crazy. And I'm glad that I have a little bit of a break because as an adult, I'm obsessed with social media. And now, my what phone. do you think about the fact that nowadays, mm-hmm. because of people like you that are smart and talented and can create um, well, ugly people into being beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> Not that they're well. ugly. But now I see that the, you know, the biggest models um you know, uh, they have huge social media followings, and I absolutely don't begrudge a designer to mm-hmm. choose a social media queen over possibly a better body, possibly a better face mm-hmm. of some girl that lives in Oklahoma and has 12 people following her because yeah. more people are going to see the cover of your magazine when she posts it to 3 million people. I yeah. get all that. Mm-hmm. But what about the fact that now it always used to be like, even like a nose job, if you're going to try to be a model, yeah. was like they could tell it was a nose job. Yeah. They don't, you got to have a perfect nose, a perfect fit. You can't, and you, they certainly can't make you any taller. Yeah. So you really have to be born Genetic, a model. Yeah. Yeah. But not the case. Yeah. Now you can get a chin, you can get a jawline, you can get cheeks. Have you, you can seen get the lips. transformation on some of these people? Oh it's my remarkable. god! And you don't have to be tall either. You don't. And you now know, they're like five six, but because they have famous. Famous and famous, yeah. And if you look at back at some of these photos, and I, I do this a lot too. Like I'll take um, a picture of a celebrity, and it's not like how it used to be: women over a certain age or men over a certain age. Right. Now I'm looking at people who are in their early twenties, right? And they're famous, and I will pick apart what they've had done, not because I'm trying to begrudge or belittle or demean them, because I think it's important for young girls to know that not all of that is real. Sometimes there's a little help involved, and I just think that the truth will is better for everybody than to just assume that people were born that way. But um, it's unbelievable how you can take someone that can look like a girl next door and transform her into a stunning supermodel. Yeah. Bella Hadid is one example. Bella was always beautiful, but there's little tweaks that she's done. What has she done, do you think? She's done some refinement, in my opinion. I'm not her doctor. Right. Of her nose. Her nose uh-huh. is definitely more refined. Her mm-hmm. lips are a little bit more plumper. And it's been enough to go from girl next door, equestrian girl next door, to drop dead, you know, Versace right. model. Look at the old and, photos and, you'll yeah, see what I'm talking like, about. And why wouldn't you? Who cares? It's your job. you got that social media and following. It's, and it's around. It's yeah. like, I'm sure there was a time in the olden days when everybody would say, did you hear? Mm-hmm. So-and-so got braces on her teeth. <laughs> if God wanted her to have straight teeth, then he would have. Yeah, like, you know. And no, then, if God wanted her to have straight teeth... <laughs> He, there's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't have invented dentists that could have fixed it, you know? So Right, right, exactly. And he did. He invented it. He did. But it eventually happened. That's the way I feel about all this stuff, yeah. too. Like, yeah, I think some people destroy their looks by going too much. Yeah. And it, it's almost it's like... It's all about subtlety and Yeah, going it's slowly. like tanorexia, yeah. you know? Like when people would keep going to the tanning salon and they didn't see how tan they were. Yeah. They kept think, seeing themselves as pale, like yeah. anorexics see themselves as fat. Yeah. So I think it's what's happening with the fillers yes, is, is. especially the cheeks of the new lips yeah. and 
maybe some of these girls get it for free or someone talks them into it. Or they get it for cheap somewhere that doesn't know how to do it. Like right. It's always a, a bad sign if your mouth is closed, but it doesn't look closed. Because you've got so much filler in your lips. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the women yeah. with the lips that are so big that their mouths can't actually close. Yeah. But, um, or what about when they fill so much of their cheek their eyes that they look and underneath their cheek that now they're their Asian? Eyes get smaller. Yeah. yeah. They get the smaller. It's so crazy because of that. And I see it with even celebs. And the younger girls are getting it. Like, it's just. Everyone needs to understand that somebody's getting stuff done. Like one of my biggest problems when I was first starting my practice is like some of these Victoria's Secret models would come in. They were younger and their modeling agencies would send them to me to get their lips done. I'm talking 14 years old. And right. I remember thinking, ew, this feels icky. Yeah, but you know what it's But, but their I'm moms not... were into it. They were, and it was for a career. It was it made sense. But I remember thinking, ooh, and now it's like no big deal. Now, now everyone has big lips. But it's, like, it's only been 10 years. It's only a 10 right. year you know, difference. But then, time. you know, if it's really if that's all we need. Like mm-hmm. you have everything else, but if we do your lips are just a little bit yeah. bigger and it's temporary, and I mean it's a lot less invasive yeah. than you know in my day where you take your bar mitzvah money and you'd go get your nose broken and get mm. a nose job yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, that's major surgery. Yeah. Like so, but it's 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 definitely younger. What do you think? Do you, is the is the butt still the hottest thing, or is that starting to go down? It's still hot, but I think you need to be careful because do you remember like the dark lip liner of the nineties? Mm-hmm. I feel like the butt is going to start looking like that. Like yes. the way that people have you get their surgeries. What they do is right. they make the waist smaller. They take all the fat from your waist and your abdomen and okay. they put it in your hips and your thighs. Not your thigh, your, your hips and your whatever. And they and round it out. And, and so they pu- are they squeezing it through like a syringe yeah. and kind of shaping it. Yes. Absolutely. So then you could go back a little bit more and get go bigger, get me and more bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen that with some of these people yeah. we're talking about. Like there's a cannula. It's usually underneath your butt cheek, where your your booty cheek and your leg. And they put it in through there, and they kind of can weave it, and they can do it onto the side. So it used to just be the big butt, like the Jennifer Lopez butt. Right. Now it's the hips too. So it's almost right. like a big it's the hair hips look. too. I know when I grew up, that was not the look. Everybody wanted to be like Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Moss. Like yeah. Kate Moss was the look and um now it's the opposite so i feel like that'll get dated too but when they put the fat in from your waist Mm -hmm. isn't that permanent it's permanent but you can be reversed with surgery liposuction oh you know the same fat you put in you can take out later Mm. You know, and it's it's just I think that leave some things are getting excessive. Like, oh, definitely. You know, you see them, and you know, you see these photos of Kylie Jenner, and she got this tiny little waist and this big, big, big round butt. And I'm wondering, she's what 18? I don't even know. How 19. Old, 19. What is she gonna think about that when she's 29? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how 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 it goes because um, I think it's gonna start looking dated. I think it's gonna start looking like. The twenty. What is this millennium? Twenty seventeen. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then she will change her look to be the look yeah. that is desired. She will, but that means a lot of other people will want to too. And she he'll has just the money stuck and the with fame. A fat ass. Yeah, he'll be stuck with a fat butt. You know. <laughs> well, on that note, with a fat butt, what's how? What's coming up next with you? I know you're touring. I know you've got your podcast, Juicy Scoop. Yeah. Um, I, I have some some other projects in the works, you know, how that goes. Mm-hmm. So you're pitching shows and hoping something Sticks. happens. Yeah. And I would love Juicy Scoop to eventually make its way to be more of a t- TV show. I have a lot of the people great. from Chelsea Lately as my guests and uh, tons of Chelsea Lately fans you love it. And I feel like it. that that type of show that was really, you know, having fun with pop culture in a really comedic way has not 
it, it has not it's found not a home since. Because I really loved Chelsea lately. I just yeah. loved the banter. And the other thing I mean to say is like I like the, the relationship of women being on the show and being funny. Yeah. It was great. So, you know, we'll see. There's some interest there. And then... Um, you know, who knows? I'm I'm happy to just be able to have this outlet and the stand up outlet too. It's, you know, a really fun, fulfilling life and I, I like the autonomy of doing my own thing and um it's right. all good. But let's not misunderstand. It is still a hustle. It's still, still a hustle. hustle. Every day is a hustle. Every day. People are like, You're doing so much and it's like Thank I wanted you, to but... curl up and die yesterday afternoon. Oh, me too. But I had <laughs> but I had to Take care of your kids. I to, yes, I had to <laughs> still tape a podcast, oh. and it was like three forty-five. I had to study for a religion test, a science test with my fifth grader, mm. and ha- read a chapter in this like Blackbird Witch Pond book. I don't know with him, and oh. and he had to do a, the last presentation of the meeting for um, Cub Scouts, and wow. I I was like. I would love to just crawl in bed and be a depressed housewife. But unfortunately, depression can be... Sometimes I believe depression is a luxury that sometimes you just don't have time to do. And I'm like, all right, let's make it happen. And I went and did like a Facebook Live and cooked the Blue Apron and then like went and did all that stuff. And thank God I was happy. Like you did great. And, you know, it's and much better. I, you feel much better than yeah. if you would have laid in bed and yeah. quit life. And the laying in bed and quitting can kind of last forever. So, you know, yes. I find for me whenever I'm bummed out about something like yes. disappointed, especially like, yeah, I'm a doctor and yeah, I have those doctor things. Thank God. Cause that's, you know, bread and butter. But yeah. you know, I am in this media industry too. And sometimes I get very disappointed. Like something yes. I was pitching, I was told the other day, no one would ever buy it. And I remember thinking, okay, that's really disappointing. So I could sit here and eat a gallon of ice cream and feel crappy and shitty about it for like the rest of the week or I can just get up and keep moving and I got up and kept moving and I'm better you know I saw a great saying what (laughs) you know how people post those things on Instagram I love that it's my favorite (laughs) it was something along the lines of like don't dwell on the things that you asked for Mm -hmm. that you prayed for from God and he didn't give you think about all the things that you had never asked for that you got that were blessings Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I thought that's like a yeah. really kind of goes in with like, you know, life's rejection is God's protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you pitched something, I'm you know, you wanted it. It seems like the perfect thing or it didn't go. I'm always like, well, that's making you available because something Think amazing is coming, coming around the corner. Yeah. And, you know, just be grateful for every day. I am. And, and I think that that's what the first step is. And also with people, too, coming in and out of your life. Yes. I feel like you're cleansed of people that aren't good for you right before something big is supposed to happen. So, yeah. you know, on that note, it was great. This is one of the things I looked forward to this week is meeting you oh. and talking with you. So you're fun. I, I mean, we could probably talk another hour. Yes, I'll absolutely come back. Do your this kids great. Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. People can find you. Juicy Scoop oh, podcast. Ju- so it's a Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Of course, we're on iTunes. And if you have an Android, we're on Stitcher. It's free. You can listen to all 108 episodes for free. Go back, do whatever. And then HeatherMcDonald.net is all my live dates. And of course, at Heather McDonald on Instagram and Twitter so you'll and find me you, all there if she's in your city please catch her because yes, she's yes and I do meet and greets after and VIP opportunities and cute lunch with Heather you enter and oh, I'll take you to so lunch cute. and we can be have a cute one I'm entering and we can have a cute one <laughs> thank you for joining you. us <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.